Apparently, Anant makes a better omelette than oh. you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> true. It is. Is it true? It is. He's lying. We have a lie detector right now. Is it true? And uh, he, no, he no. proposed to organize the video soon, and they yes. will prove you that. I will be. I will be the judge. <laughs> I'll be the judge. Yeah, please do. This is the right spot. Get VIP access to Singapore's finest bars and restaurants on the Lifestyle Lab with me, Adrian Abraham. My happy hour approach to uncovering the best nightlife spots means my liver does the heavy lifting, so you don't have to. Welcome to the Lifestyle Lab. I'm Adrian Abraham. During the series, we'll be shining the spotlight on Singapore's beloved FNB scene and what makes us very happy because these absolute warriors, that's what they do, right? They bring a smile to our face. And uh, joining me today are the owners of Jag Restaurant, which is a one Michelin star restaurant. Now they've moved to uh, Robinson Key. They used to be at Duxton, where vegetables are the MVP. Anand Tiagi and Jeremy Guion join me today. How are you guys? Very well, and you? Very good. Always good. Always. Good. It's always good to see you. I likewise, think that's the, likewise, <laughs> that's the best part yeah. about it. But I think let's start off by how you guys first met. All good things, all great business ideas are over alcohol, right? 28 Hong Kong Street. <laughs> yes, yes. 2015. Yes. Jeremy, what were your first impressions of Anand? Because you used to do residency in Singapore, right? Because yes, yes, yes. So I was uh, coming uh, as a consulting, a consulting where Anand was working, and is that as we was meeting? But on that time, my English was worse than now and so uh, the when we was the our session of drinking was yeah. just listening for me I was just contemplating that guys and just around and try to catch up some word in English and everything yeah. and step by step I can express myself so we start to, to be a friend That's and we spoke together sense. considerably he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's married an English lady so now there's uh, punctuations among other things and uh, definitely yeah he's uh, um, articulating himself very much so right. enunciating articulating so we're definitely huge difference uh, but yeah you know like he was saying 2013 he started coming here first year we butted heads quite aggressively and mm. because we were just trying to take the measure of the man across the past, right? Is it because you didn't understand him? Um, no, uh, you know, in our industry, you don't necessarily need to be able to speak the language. It's yep. very simple. You see the products in front of you, the commitments there, the deliverability is there. So that was not the concern. And my career has been all French restaurants, so no no issues. And um, But we butted heads, I, I would say, primarily to do uh, with the fact that are you there yet? Like yeah. to assess the, the ability of the individual across from you. Yeah. And, you know, quickly realize that uh, there, there is uh, amazing ability, commitment, and drive there and then many returned the following year 2014 is when we started going out past uh, our work shift just to you know let our hair down uh, particularly uh, yep. in, in this uh, case never grow still did he uh, have hair back then or was no, it just, no no it was <laughs> down like this uh, that <laughs> stage too and um, and in the first year it was nothing to do with us opening a restaurant it was just yeah. how has our career been you know where have we come from uh, where are we going what do we want to achieve and what in our daily uh, uh, work shifts or weekly, the week that has passed, what has been good, what has been bad, what can be improved. Mm. And we built on that. It was not an immediate attraction towards each other's careers that let's open a restaurant. It was something that would build over a period of two years and uh, I suppose two years of him visiting Singapore. And, and the, the, the way out we change as well come, come from the fact where we realize that we are a lot on the same page for many things where FMB is serving to make people happy. So that's why we just like banging and after service, uh, <laughs> the drink to say... Uh, 
we can do better. Of course we can, right? <laughs> yeah. So the name, Jag. Yes. Got both your names in it, right? Yeah. Right. Who came um, up with this idea? Was it you? He came up with the idea. Oh. Uh, so we were at this uh, place, if my memory serves me right, at Suntech City. Suntech City. At the top. It's now a defunct bar. Mm. Uh, it was at the rooftop that connects Tower 2 and Tower 1, I believe. I always got so lost. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it was a wonderful uh, American uh, bar. We were sitting there having a beer, particularly to discuss what the next step should be. Because at that stage, we had pretty much decided we are doing a space together and then yeah. he was like hey my initials are j and g you are a let's put a in the middle of j and g and it becomes so he got two letters and you got one correct because <laughs> we explored uh, names such as life of essence life Curian, and so on and so forth and he was like no a name for me a brand should be catchy and that too easily pronounceable for all cultures people for all walks of life but when he said jag i didn't think jeremy anant gastronomy which uh, what it stands for at the moment to me immediately i felt uh, that it represents some Something like old school handmade jaguars, you know, and oh, yeah. there was a craftsmanship about it, which they have, uh, you know, revived now. They're they're redoing the classic jaguars, like the E-type. So I felt that there is a craftsmanship element to it. The word jag still represents an exceptional amount of quality for many people. And yes, it is Jeremy Anant gastronomy. So, but he yeah. came up with it, hundred percent. Jeremy Anant gastronomy has got a it's nice and catchy. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys used to be located at Doxton. Now you've moved into a nice new space in yeah. uh, Rob. I miss the open kitchen. I'm going to say that because I dined <laughs> at both and I miss seeing Jeremy from like my table and it was dope. It was amazing. But it's nice. You got a better view. It's a really slick space. You still do your rounds. I don't, of course, hospitality is his second day. I think away from the restaurant, right? Because I've seen you guys multiple times. I mean, we got we all got drinking. Where's your favorite bar to sort of go to these days where you usually find yourself? Recently, we don't go out that much because I mean, a bit because busy of the space, opening. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, we have Shuba where we like to hang on. I think uh, I can answer on his behalf. Is it, is it Barbary Coast? No, okay. um, our no. collective favorite bar, because 28 has been a little past uh, radar, their closing time has changed. Otherwise, the answer would be 20 in yeah. Hong Kong. It's RPM. Oh. Um, it's because mm. uh, the music, the vinyls that they play there, the collection that they have is outstanding. And the selection that Shenya does when he switches one to another, whether it's jazz or it's blues or it's rock. Or, and the sound system in that place is just over the top and we love it. Yeah. And that is all aside the quality of drinks they serve. And just love the fact that you can walk in there, have a rusty nail or you can have a penicillin or and that there is no menu, that there is uh, no even a bill, a piece of paper arrives with a handwritten pencil mark on it. Love all of it. Yeah. And me and him discovered it and I think we went there 50 times in like uh, three months regularly. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not but saying we don't get an opportunity <laughs> as often. But that definitely hands down is our favorite bar. The other one we usually go to is Sago House as well. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> You know, those are the days when we are not working. In oh. those days, there are so many places we want to go to. Sago is on it. Uh, yeah. Barbary, 100%. Always. I mean, we always meet downstairs, right? Uh, definitely, yes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody in the team of in Barbary. In fact, Jeremy, was... before he got married, he had his... Uh... <laughs> yes, uh, it was his bachelor's party yeah. was upstairs. Yeah, yep, yep. upstairs. We shall not speak any more of that. PG-13. So many I leave you a comeback. Like it's, uh, <laughs> Cat by club. Like yep. boys, uh, the brothers. Uh, what neighbors, right? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so many places. Mm. But that is when you have the ability to go see a lot of different friends in India. Yeah. When you have the ability to go see one because you also want to decompress. Yeah. I would say it's between RPM or at the present moment uh, Chambers near us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that's a wonderful beer. Great hospitality. Mm. Now that they recognize us, we don't have to say anything. We sit down the tables there. Our beers arrive. You know, he's having a lager. I'm having a Guinness and so whatever our team is having. It's like there. when I go to the coffee shop downstairs. They, <laughs> yes, see my face. Yes, they, yes. they know exactly what to get me. Yeah. But you know, in yes. terms of this restaurant 
about the space that you guys have opened up. What are some of the challenges that come with opening? It's the same restaurant, but a new space. Technically, it took a lot of time because I remember for a good few months, you guys were working on this project and Anand was telling me that it, it's like having another baby, right? And yeah, d- definitely, definitely. After, for, for the month, we were still operating at Duxton. We have the chance to do a few events. And after we have like six weeks where we start uh, building the forced uh, to build uh, the new Jag. Yeah. Uh, we have clear idea pretty quick of what we want and everything. It just like matter to have uh, the right people on the right track to building that. It was pretty well. We still have to like figure it for a few weeks how we will as a process, how we will process closed kitchen, service. We have more bigger space. So uh, all of that cost us a bit time. But no, yeah. it was pretty clear idea. So except the way as the time consuming to build that one, uh, the rest was like uh, fun to uh, to organize that one. Do you miss the old space? Me? Yes. Um, I do I miss know. the old space yeah. because that is what provided us a platform to grow on. So, you know, I will always miss the old place. Mm. Uh, if I was to break it down, what things I didn't like about it, there are plenty. There are plenty of things I loved about mm. the space, you know? So there was a charm to it, the conservation shop house. And it was our first, you know? And you, yeah. how can you not uh, yeah. speak affectionately oh, about it? And uh, we had a great time there. But to answer your question from my perspective of uh, our journey from closing Jagged Duxton to mm. opening at Robertson Key, I think it is an every business a person who goes through a phase of growth yeah. can tell you it is a journey filled with its obstacles and uh, and challenges, while also there is joy and, uh, and jubilation and whatnot. And yeah. For us, you know, there was uh, from a combination of uh, vision versus realization challenges, timeline deliverabilities, whether that is a particular piece of stone not arriving in time, but you see, hey, that's going to cause me an additional week of closure where you're not going to be generating revenue. Things such as that and also being able to raise funds to be able to yeah. build the company. And, you know, it, our company is small and it is him, me, um, a couple of beloved partners and a very small organization with no major back behind us. So it is uh, being able to have people who believe in us to further the journey, to walk on this journey with us. And we are so glad that there have been such people, uh, including yeah, uh, ourselves, that we were continually able to believe that this is going to be the right path. And it has been. And we are very glad that we've been able to grow from one to two and also become yeah. bigger at JAG. And uh, I'll tell you why JAG has a very special place in my heart. Because not only did I celebrate my birthday there as they were easing out the pandemic restrictions, it's the first Michelin our restaurant, proper fine dining restaurant that I went to in Singapore. Oh. I remember meeting Adant and I met Jeremy and I think what really stood out to me besides of course your hospitality and watching Jeremy do his magic behind the kitchen, when the main came out you guys push this trolley through and then you open it up as in like you're showcasing gold almost, right? And it's that, <laughs> it's that visibility and it's just, it was incredible and where did this sort of inspiration come from where you know you showcase not only the vegetables because people can, you bring that up right at the start right? This from this, whatever, and it changes by the season but where did all these ideas sort of come from? I mean, it's, it's same like it's progression, it's evolution, it's, it's what the beauty of, of industry as well, yeah. in non-stop. So if you decide to do just what we have and, and we can repeat that year after years, but uh, I want to have the opportunity to every season to try, we have the same product on the end, season after season, every season, every autumn, you will refine the chestnut or every winter, you will have the corn or different vegetables. Uh, so that is reminding every every year. But after it's like, try to find a way how to express ourselves. It's like when you choose your clothes or, or what you want to buy new stuff you, is your feeling. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that creativity come more about, again, try to bring pleasure, new expression of the, to our guests, to our new guests, uh, to our pe- the people who follow us uh, for so long now. When they come for each season, still they know what they will get most likely on each season as a vegetable, but 
make them surprised still with that uh, dish. The pandemic, just quickly, was a very tough time. I remember when I had you on the show, which I used to do before, yeah. we were talking mm. about how you used to get limousines. I mean, the yeah. F&B space, just like multiple industries, went through a very tough time. But the limousines, the service, how did you pull all that together? Because, I mean, you did have the dining-in experience, but you still got Jag at home. Uh, well, at the heart of it, you know, your earlier question about the trolleys and the gated on yeah. and this limousine, at the core of it is a very simple foundational block of hospitality. Mm. Uh, which you're excited Thank you. <laughs> the foundational block of hospitality for me and yeah. for him, and that's why we're in business together, is being able to elevate the receiving experience of the consumer, wherever they may be, at home or at the establishment, of whatever you are serving. Many people can cook a pigeon. Many people can cook a carrot. Many people have wonderful plates. Many people have wonderful cutleries. Is how you deliver that experience. That makes the end receiver, the consumer, feel a little bit more special. Is a sense of hospitality that has existed for over a century. Century. Mm. You have the Dorchesters and the Savoys of the world to the Taj Mahal hotels in India to yep. the peninsula in the Philippines to exceptional hotels is where hospitality used to be associated with. And I feel standalone restaurants sometimes, courtesy of the limitations that they have in manpower or perhaps uh, the fear of not being able to realize that, don't go that extra mile. Yeah. For us, was like, we will go the extra mile. If we fail, we fail. We will take a step back. But we will not go the fear of not do it. So the limousine aspect of it was, why should should somebody order a pula po by Jeremy or order a four course meal deconstructed by Jeremy when they could do something else from yeah. somewhere else or cook it themselves? And what are we doing that is going to make it more special for that person at home? Or in current scenario at the restaurant, as you speak of trolleys arriving, it is so much easier that everything gets plated inside the kitchen. We bring it to the table and we pour a sauce and we walk away. It complicates our life further from a viewer's point of view that we have four different trolleys that are going out to the table. But for us, it is the fun part of it because we are then forcing you to have a conversation with us at that point because we are there for about a minute and a half. Yeah. And then that allows us to, through reading facial expressions, to having a slightly longer conversation with you at the table to understand how are you actually doing? Because in passing, in the current society, we have become used to giving very quick responses. Yeah, everything's okay. But when you're forced to have a minute long conversation, we may be able to dig further. We may be able to gather that actually you don't necessarily enjoy whitefish uh, or you don't necessarily enjoy a parsnip. And then we make a mental note of that than a physical one. And then the next time you come, those things will not be as part of your meal. So those are the small things we do. And I feel that's hospitality. It is. We are not the best restaurant in the world. He's not the best executor of pigeon or anything you want to talk about. There are people who've been doing it better before. There are people doing better now and will do more in the future. And I think it's just... Yes. <laughs> just be honest with our, ourselves and yeah. the client. Yeah. You know, we just want to make people feel special. That's it. It's a great marriage, right? Jeremy. <laughs> I'm not married to him. And, uh, no. But the business, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the best more, of both. I spent more time with than my wife, for sure. It is true. It's, it is true. Like, both our wives, right? We are like, oh, it's so much support that we get from them. We're very yeah. grateful. Yeah. Very grateful. And yes. True. Absolutely. But uh, so let's uh, take it back a little bit to um, a conversation I had with Anant. Apparently, Anant makes a better omelette oh. than you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> true. It is. Is it's it true? Sarcasm. It is. No. Yeah. He's lying. No, He's lying. Right now. It's the true. And uh, he, no, he no. proposed to organize a video soon. And then yes. we'll prove you that. I will be, I'll be the judge. I'll be the judge. <laughs> 
yeah, please do. I mean, I think both our styles of omelets are similar because yeah. you know a lot of times you have people who put cheese in the omelet and yeah. mushrooms and onion and all of different type of stuff. I prefer a classic omelet. He prefers a classic omelet. Nothing, just egg, salt, butter, slowly cooked, folded in. Um, what do you call it? A French omelet? Like, or or it's just it's a, omelet. Uh, I mean, yeah. just a plain omelet. And um, I didn't know it had a name for me. That's an omelet, you know. Yeah. And both of us like it slightly runny. I love it a little more runny than uh, than he does. But with a good pan and egg, when we did that video of you uh, doing uh, yeah, 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 yeah. during the yeah. pandemic, I, I think it, I, correct, I correct, correct, yeah. Um, he was like, "That's cool, man." And I was just joking with him that I can do better than you, and I do cook a good omelet. But I don't know if it is, uh, you know, better than <laughs> his, or it doesn't matter. It, yeah, it tasty, doesn't matter you know? too. Yeah. Uh, if one day he decides to cook omelet for me, I will be happy because yeah, you yeah. know, it's he a, will when that happens, he will decide to do by the one day, one day, one day, you, one day you just uh, get home and Anand has prepared you like a ten course meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not delivered, not delivered, no fast food. No, no, I'm sure you can cook well. No, 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 make it that on that. At the end of the night at Duxton Road, we used to have a great opportunity. We used to sometimes cook. So I've Mm. uh, prepared a couple of omelets sometimes. He has gone on and done croque monsieurs and omelets for the team. So we sit down, we listen to music, and then we, you know, talk nonsense. uh, (laughs) Don't we all? uh, Don't we all, indeed. And uh, so it's it's a joy to cook, you know. And as long as the food brings joy to the table, that's all that matters, right? I think what brings me a lot of joy as well is just looking at how the FNB industry, which uh, particularly in Singapore, how it's rebounded post-pandemic because we saw how terrible it was during it. But it's the support, how tight-knit this whole community is. Everyone visits each other's bars. They go to restaurants. And you guys, well, I didn't realize this till uh, the Michelin Awards last year. Yo, you think bartenders can drink? To- oh my God, you have not drank with chefs. And that's when I was like, yo, <laughs> yo. Talk to me about that sort of collective mindset and that community spirit that really makes Singapore, uh, just a unique destination when it comes to the F&B aspect of it. For my part and my, my opinion is like, it's incredible what Singapore can offer as a, as a scene of different restaurants, different vision, different yeah. uh, expression of food, different interpretation from all around the world and incredible chefs around the world. It's great. We can see a, a support for each other and we want uh, everyone is there uh, to help as we can. You know, when if someone comes and well, if we have any question, I, I call some friend or some chef and definitely ask them what supplier, what uh, things so it's great to see that community uh, continue to develop and what the scene of Singapore grow so fast since the last 10 years I am here is incredible how, how Singapore changed. I feel that why people in the same industry tend to be able to comfortably hang out with each other yeah. is there is a relatability element to it uh, whereby let's say you may be struggling with something and you mutually respect each other's ability to execute your professional career but you may be struggling with something so you feel perhaps a little more comfortable to speak to that person about it rather than a friend of yours who may be not in the industry and may not be able to relate with those challenges and the challenges that come with working 14 to 16 hours. So there is that support structure. And I think support structure is very important. Conversations are very important. Mental health is very important. Um, So there is that. Like if you ask me for Jeremy, my observation, he can disagree with me, um, is his support structure is Stefan, Francois, Patrick. And they are like brothers, you know, and you can talk about Anything. Anything. And it's important that of you Of course, do, you yeah. Know? And similarly, I have my own support structure besides us talking to each other. But that can't be your only yeah. outlet. Um, so the tight-knit community is, I feel, an observation for two reasons. One, small country. Of course. You know, and uh, excellence hangs out with excellence. Uh, um, and I suppose excellence, I don't mean because other people
other people say. It's because you continually want to be better yeah. and, and other people push, see. Yeah. Yeah. Other people see that you are continually wanting to be better. Mm. So naturally, you are attracted to each other and then yeah. you are hanging out. Whether that is Julian or Kirk with him. Uh, for me, it's uh, other restaurateurs and bar people or people who enjoy drinking. Uh, yeah. uh, Speaking uh, of Kirk, I uh, bumped into him outside City Hall MRT yesterday. He can oh, yeah. his best regards. Oh, yeah. So, uh, great, great, yeah, great. We should uh, arrange a little session. Yeah, uh, fun. would be fun, yeah. Yes. Okay, guys, before we let you go, so always a little fun question I like to ask. For aspiring restaurateurs out there, want to launch their own business, like you both did as well, what would you like to offer them? What's that one bit of advice that if you were to do it all <laughs> over again, what would you do? I mean, we don't have like, I don't have the, the right answer for that because everyone is, is individual. Yeah. Uh, you build, uh, you take that decision personally with different steps and everyone have his story behind him. On that industry, if you, uh, if you want I believe if you want to continue, it's like you have to believe on yourself and of what you do. Accept the critic and of course after uh, adjust yourself when it's necessary from that and just yeah, continue pushing, you know, it's not, it's never easy. Trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. For me, uh, slightly different. I would say belief is very important. I mean, if you didn't have beliefs to start with, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. To be able to, as he said, continually keep that belief alive mm. requires for there to be a system in place and you have to build that system yeah. for you to be able to realize that small failures are part of life in general. Of course. Uh, you look back at your schooling life, you would have had small failures. Um, so similarly in business, you mustn't apply this a philosophy that success goes like that, whatever your definition of success may be, that it is a process, mm. you know, as long as you're able to tell yourself truthfully that I accept there will be small failures, some battles that I will lose, but I will continually walk towards that goal that I started out for and don't lose sight of why you started doing that business uh, for whatever reason you started or whatever industry you're in. Uh, that resolve is very important. And to also understand that it doesn't define you. It is a very important important part of your life. However, your personal being, your personal relationships are very important. And then once you have that solid foundation, keep walking. Trust the process, right? Because yeah. if you trust in yourself and the ability to get yeah. it done, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. My guest today, Jeremy and Adant, they are the owners of Jag, which is a one Michelin star restaurant, now located at Robertson Key, uh, where vegetables are the MVP, as Jeremy uh, likes to showcase. I'm no more open kitchen, but still. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Really thank you, Adrian. Thank you very time. much. Thank you. Like well. And it's uh, always good catching up. I mean, um, likewise. I like how it's not just, oh yeah, this is what is on your plate or whatever, but like how you're doing, but how you're really doing. I think that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so, so much. Thank you.